0: Chapter 8. Friend Hunting Nix felt more conspicuous with each step she took toward the party house. She almost wished she had a stack of pizzas and a cap. At least then, people wouldn't be looking at her like she was lost. She kept her head down and followed the stone walkway to the front steps. No point knocking since the door stood open. After a line of screaming girls ran out followed by a shirtless boy with a pitcher of ice water, Nick smoothed her hair and stepped inside. It was a palace. Nyx gaped at the glass chandeliers. Each room was twice the size of her trailer and perfectly color-coordinated. She paused inside the entryway. The carpet was the exact shade of melted marshmallow right before the Rice Krispies were added. Stepping on it with her nasty sneakers felt morally wrong. She reached to take them off, but a yapping brown dotson chose that moment to attack. Nice. Even the animals could tell she wasn't supposed to be there. Nix abandoned the shoe removal. She had no desire to donate another pair to the Doggy Chew Toy Fund, and continued through the house pretending she didn't notice the vicious beast trying to eat her ankles. The dog followed her through an indoor garden, past a white grandfather clock, around which a few parents stood talking. Of course, none of the adult's shoes looked delicious enough to tempt the mutt. Not even the kids running up and down a wide staircase could distract the animal from its mission to dismember her. Did it smell the cat's? Apart from kicking the thing, all Nix could do was swear at it under her breath and keep moving. Where were Jordan and Tiago? Had anyone else been waylaid by the guard dog, or was she the only privileged one? In the kitchen area, Nyx spotted a table laden with junk food. She grabbed a piece of pizza and casually dropped it onto the tile. The dog ignored the pizza and continued to snap at the frayed edges of her jeans. Nix tossed a cube of cheese at it, followed by a mini corn dog, a Twinkie, and a handful of potato chips. It was the Ritz cracker that finally did the trick. Nix opened an entire package and slid it under the table where the mutt sat munching on the first one. It was about then that Nix noticed she had an audience. The parents from the grandfather clock all stood staring at Nix as if she'd just spray-painted the refrigerator. After a few whispered words of judgment, the adults wandered away. Finally, Nix had a moment to think. She was free of the canine escort, but she still hadn't located Jordan. The greasy Bounty smelled amazing, but despite having had only a jar of baby food for breakfast, Nix resisted. She only ate in public when absolutely necessary. Too many judging eyes. A pair of shirtless boys stacked pizza slices on top of soda cans and filled their other hands with Oreos. Why was everyone running around half-naked? The boys' shorts were colorful, almost like beachwear. Ah, flip. Nix made her way to a back window. Fabulous. She'd come fully dressed to a pool party kids swarmed the backyard like ants, half in the water, half running around the slides, all of them soaking wet. The pool itself was the size of a small lake, with waterfalls and hot tubs in every corner. An island of green foliage rose from the center of the pool, and the swimmers were apparently trying to fit as many bodies on it as possible. Jordan was among those trying to cram his way onto the island. A pair of Asian girls screamed as they got knocked into the water, Nix was tempted to take off her shoes and jump in despite not having a suit. Jordan didn't have one either. He'd taken off his shirt and rolled up his jeans to the knees. Clearly, Tiago had forgotten to mention the dress code to both of them. She finally spotted Tiago perched on a fake rock. Water rushed past him on the way to the pool. Nix fanned her face. Seeing Tiago with his shirt off was like opening the freezer and finding it full of ice cream. The boy's skin was the most pleasing shade of golden tan she'd ever seen. He wasn't beefy, but he had lines in all the right places. Nix decided it wouldn't hurt to have a seat out back. By the time she'd found a semi-secluded chair close to the pool, Tiago had disappeared from his place on the rock. Oh well, there was still plenty to look at. Boys with less than a full set of brain cells backflipped off the diving board three at a time. A cluster of girls floated on inflatable chairs, occasionally paddling to avoid the suicide divers. Behind the pool, a group of boys waged a super-soaker war in a large grassy area surrounded by aspens. Eventually, Nick spotted Jordan and Tiago playing chicken in the shallow end, each with a girl bounced on his shoulders. Nyx winced. Jordan was fitting in too well. He was changing social groups, leaving her behind. The girls laughed and tried to shove the other off her steed. Nyx could see why Jordan had chosen to participate in this particular activity without her. Still, Jordan seemed to have gotten the short end of the stick. His partner was heavily freckled and kept knocking Jordan in the face with her knobbly knees. Tiago's rider complimented him perfectly. High cheekbones, slender neck, easily the prettiest girl in the pool. Nick's remembered seeing her between classes surrounded by hordes of admirers. The girl was a year ahead of Nick's in school, but you couldn't tell from her tiny frame. Like Nick's, she had curly brown hair, but that was where the comparison ended. Her perfect hair-sprayed locks were carefully gathered in a ponytail. Nick's hair went from full to frizzy in three feet, fanning out at the bottom as if repelled by the rest of her. Tiago bore the girl's negligible weight without any effort, his dark arms locked tightly around her white legs. Nick sighed. She'd have given her left lung to be that girl for ten minutes. Maybe Nick should go talk to them. Show them how cool she could be. Or would that just make it obvious she had nothing else to do? Also... A big girl walking fully clothed by the edge of a pool might prove an irresistible temptation to some boorish twerp. However, if she could prove she belonged at the party and could have a great time on her own, they'd probably be impressed. Maybe they'd come find her. That's exactly what she'd do. She'd make some friends of her own. Nick started with the kitchen. She said hi to a younger looking boy who smiled and quickly took his plate of chips elsewhere. While Nyx orbited the food tables waiting for her potential new friends to get hungry, She sampled the refreshments. Everything tasted like cardboard. After more aimless wandering and self-introductions to less-than-flattered teens, Nix hung out with the dog. She'd finally gotten it to stop barking long enough to accept a scratch. Soon it was trying to scramble into her arms. Nix obliged, grateful to have finally earned someone's approval. The dog felt amazingly light as she carried it to an adjoining room with a large leather couch. Nix played with her new friend for a while, letting it chase her ratty shoelaces around the carpet. Dogs were much more pleasant playmates when they weren't covered in mud and urine. There you are. A striking blonde stood in the doorway, wearing a one-piece swimsuit and a towel around her tiny waist. Stupid pretty people. Just once Nix would like to meet someone that didn't appear to have walked out of a perfume ad. I've been looking all over for you, princess. Although Nix wouldn't have objected to being called princess, she assumed the girl was talking to the puppy. Oh, sorry. Nix felt like she'd been caught doing something she shouldn't. Is this your dog? Yeah, but it's okay. You can hold her. I was just wondering where she ran off to. Usually she's quiet. I mean, she's found something expensive to chew on. My kitten's named Princess too, Nick said before the girl could escape. Actually, it was Princess Toadstool, but then I figured out it was a boy, so now he's just Toadstool. We actually have a lot of cats, but Toadstool is the only one I let into my room. Okay, so that might have been a little more information than necessary but at least the girl had stopped moving toward the hallway. Princess Toadstool? My friend's little sister named him. She's big into video games. Oh, the girl said, obviously still confused. Well, if everything's okay. She turned to go. Nick sprang to her feet. So you live here? I mean, I figured it was either that or you brought your dog to a pool party. The girl smiled. I'm Sarah Hainsworth. What's your name? Even though she spoke genuinely, Nyx knew what she meant. Who are you, and why are you at my party? In Nixwack, I came with Jordan. Jordan? And Santiago Padilla? That name seemed to ring a bell. Oh, how do you know Tiago? Sarah reached down to yank a pillow from Princess's teeth. For a second, Nix was tempted to invent an intimate relationship with the boy model, but she didn't think lying to people was considered an ethical way to make friends. Well, I don't really, Nick said, but he's friends with my best friend Jordan, who sort of invited me... I guess Tiago forgot to mention it was a pool party. I'm sorry, Sarah said. Would you like to borrow one of my swimsuits? It'll be okay. Thanks, though. They both knew Sarah was only asking out of courtesy. The idea that Nyx would fit into anything in Sarah's wardrobe was laughable. But courtesy was courtesy, and it meant a lot, since Nyx hadn't experienced much of it so far. She gestured toward Sarah's dry hair. Aren't you swimming? Well, I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do so I ended up walking around cleaning up messes. "'If you need any help,' loud rap music filled the room. Sarah pulled a purple flip phone out of a place that made Nick's blush. "'Hi, Daddy,' she said with a grin. "'How's Los Angeles?' As Nick scratched Princess behind the ears, she felt a pang of regret. Sarah talked to her dad like an old friend. What would it be like to have a father who cared? "'Yes, Daddy, everything's fine. I'll make sure no one tracks mud into the house or tramples your flowers.' Sarah rolled her eyes for Nix's benefit. Nick smiled, but didn't know if she should act like she wasn't listening or tactfully excuse herself. Sarah looked at the ceiling. Wednesday? Daddy, I haven't used the bathroom next to my room for a week because you left your dirty underwear in there. No, I will not touch them. The time for a tactful withdrawal had passed. Nix would have to settle for an awkward one. Well, I'm going to... Nix pointed to the other room. Sarah put a hand over the receiver. Bye, Nikki. It was great meeting you. Nix didn't bother to correct her. She left the dog in Sarah's custody and escaped before hearing any more about Mr. Hainsworth's personal hygiene. Still, Nix couldn't keep from grinning. Despite the bumbling exit, she'd had a real conversation with the hostess of the party. And what's more, Sarah didn't have a problem with her being there. Any embarrassment Nix had felt about sneaking in uninvited was replaced by a glowing adoration for Sarah Hainsworth. She'd proven that just because you're a gorgeous princess it doesn't mean you can't be civil to the trolls." Nyx followed her stomach. Her appetite had abruptly returned, back into the kitchen where she feasted on cold pizza and blue squeezits She felt a little guilty for not sticking to the baby food diet. She actually wouldn't mind losing a few pounds, but Nix didn't believe anyone could really survive on fifteen ounces of food a day. As the novelty of the pool wore off, the kitchen area with its bounteous array of fatty snacks became the center of attention. After half an hour, Nix had said hi to three girls and twelve boys, about half of whom pretended not to hear her. But she didn't let the rude ones bother her. She had befriended the lady of the house, and any added friendships with the commoners was a bonus. Nix had just polished off an oatmeal cream pie when an amply muscled black boy appeared and asked her where the bathroom was. Of course, Nix had no idea, but that didn't lessen the thrill of an attractive male initiating contact with her. This whole getting in with the popular crowd was easier than she thought. Pretty soon she'd have more friends than Jordan, and she'd be bringing him to parties. Shortly after the beefy boy hobbled off in search of a toilet, several girls approached the food table, bringing with them a sweet, flowery scent. Nix opened her mouth to recommend the Little Debbie cream pies, but the girls strode past her and up the stairs. So far, Nix's friend-making attempts had been one-on-one. It was time she ditched the fishing pole and got out the jumbo-sized net. A little bait couldn't hurt either. Nick slid five individually wrapped cream pies into her pocket, with as little smashing as possible. Why hadn't she thought of this before? Passing out food was a guaranteed way to earn people's trust. Then, when the girls were eating, Nyx could say something funny and make them all laugh. They'd be painting each other's nails in no time. Nyx climbed the stairs. A few paces into the hall, she heard muffled voices coming from a polished wooden door on her right. Here goes nothing. Nyx turned the knob. The door swung open silently, revealing a large study filled with filing cabinets and black leather armchairs. No girls. In fact, it was as if someone had gone out of their way to make the room as masculine as possible. Fly fishing lures, signed baseballs, and at least a dozen Penn Law School pennants covered the walls. The only things missing were a rug made of some sort of decomposing animal and a prominently displayed firearm. With a sinking feeling, she registered someone standing in the corner. Nix cried out then realized it was her reflection. A full-length mirror hung opposite the door. Before she could continue her friend quest, she heard a soft tapping at the window. A wasp frantically bounced against the glass. Nix wasn't a huge fan of stinging insects, but it didn't seem right to condemn it to a slow death of dehydration. Yet putting it out of its misery wasn't an option. Whenever Nix attempted to swat a flying insect, she was the one who ended up injured. She hesitated, then carefully moved to the window, unlocked it, and slid it upward. The wasp escaped to freedom. "'Don't sting anybody unless they deserve it. Actually, go find Beryl.' The air was warmer than she'd expected and horribly humid, but the smell of the outdoor paradise was intoxicating. Who would have thought coming ten miles up a hill could make such a difference? The afternoon sun splashed off the trees, casting a fiery glow on the few remaining swimmers below. No sign of Jordan or Tiago. A ledge extended below the window, and for a quarter second, Nix was tempted to climb out onto the roof. "'Yeah, right.' Even if becoming a quadriplegic might make Tiago notice her, she wasn't particularly fond of pain. And a tumble off a thirty foot building was sure to be fraught with it. Although she was supposed to be out earning her popularity, Nix couldn't bring herself to close the window just yet. The shadow of the house loomed over the pool, inexorably sliding over the empty grounds toward the golden trees. Something flashed in the woodsy area. Nix watched for a moment and spotted movement in the bushes, where the grassy yard turned into forest floor. Looked sort of big for a raccoon. What could have reflected the sun like that? A tall, red-haired girl who had apparently just discovered gold eyeshadow stood in the doorway. Were you eavesdropping on us? Nick's tried to make sense of the accusation. In here? How could I? Oh, Sherlock, sure, like you couldn't hear us. Nick had no idea how to reply to that. Who is it, Portia? A low female voice called from across the hall. Don't ask me. The redhead replied. Some weird girl hiding in Mr. Hainsworth's office. Nix felt the blood creep up her neck. I wasn't hiding. I- Bring her in here, Portia, the throaty voice called. Portia grinned maliciously. Shall we? Nix swallowed. Not a great start. But time remained to salvage things. She still had the cream pies, after all. Holding her head high, Nix followed Portia across the hall. They stepped into what could have only been Sarah's bedroom. The strong, flowery scent enveloped Nix, and her confidence evaporated. She was a leprous baboon, surrounded by lionesses. Of the five girls before her, there couldn't have been a zit or mascara clump between them. Nix recognized a couple from school, but only vaguely. Wherever they were, they had made themselves at home. The girl who had been on Tiago's shoulders now reclined languidly on the bed, still in her swimsuit. The only other person Nix had seen wear that much makeup was her mother, but the girl on the bed actually looked good. In fact, for the first time, Nix could see what makeup was intended for to make beautiful people stunning. Nix couldn't help wondering if a little makeup might improve her own looks, even slightly. Portia pulled the chair out from a desk and sat. The girl on the bed made a show of looking Nix up and down. Aren't you the girl that came with Tiago? Nix nodded, elated that they'd made the connection. What did you say your name was? I'm Nix. Tix, she asked, provoking a few chuckles. Nix, it's short for Phoenix. Oh, I know you. She said, comprehension shining in her eyes, "You're that whack girl." Nick shifted her feet. She didn't like where this was headed, but miraculously the girl didn't say anything else about her name. Instead, she sat up straighter and adjusted her bikini top. "My name's Fawn," she said. "This is Sandra, Portia, Becky, and Heidi." Nick didn't know if she should shake hands with all of them or just say hi, so she compromised and gave an obsequious nod. But the simpering manner in which the other girls watched Fawn, it was obvious who was the leader of this group. "'Pretty good party,' Nick said, as if she went to these things all the time. "'I would have brought my swimsuit, but I'm not a very good swimmer.' "'Not a very good swimmer?' She was sounding lamer by the minute. Maybe it was time to let little Debbie break the ice. "'Don't they call you Dumbo?' a girl asked from the floor. Nick's face grew warm. She absently raised a hand to hide the splotches. "'I... uh... "'Sandra, it's not nice to call names,' Fawn said. "'Phoenix is much better than Dumbo anyway.' Nick lowered her hand and mumbled a thank you. Oh, I didn't mean that in a rude way, Sandra said. I was trying to figure out if you're the same girl that hangs out in graveyards. Graveyards? Portia asked with a tiny smile. Nick shrugged. If she ever found out who started spreading that around school, she'd staple them to the wall by their earlobes. Um, it's not that I like graveyards, per se. She scratched a non-existent itch. I just think they're peaceful and... So you're friends with Tiago? Fawn said apparently bored with the current conversation. Well, I only met him tonight, but do you think he's cute? One of the girls that might have been Becky or Heidi giggled from the oversized beanbag in the corner. Nix knew it was a loaded question, but trying to pretend Tiago wasn't every girl's dream would be ludicrous. Doesn't everybody? Nix feigned a sudden interest in the ballerina bear wallpaper. Do you like him? Portia asked, her eyes wide for dramatic emphasis. Nix didn't say anything. Had they seen her watching him at the pool? Was her interest that obvious? Because if you do, we could set you up, Fawn said with a grin. I bet he'd totally be into that rainbow unicorn shirt. And his greasy pants, Portia said. Did you put a piece of pizza in your pocket for later? I don't like him, Nix mumbled, her forehead suddenly ablaze. Fawn stood and stared directly at Nix's polka-dotted face. Of course you like him, Nix, but just because my boyfriend felt sorry for you and gave you a ride, does mean he's suddenly into fat, awkward girls. The room fell silent. The scent of sickly, sweet flowers was overwhelming. Nick smiled weakly and looked down at the bed. She should leave. Why couldn't she leave? For some reason, the pattern on the white comforter suddenly commanded her focus, refusing to let her eyes free. Some part of her hated the design, and she felt a tiny twinge of relief when the image blurred. But at that point, Nyx realized hot tears had filled her eyes, and unless she acted fast, the room full of girls would see them spill down her cheeks. I I have to go to the bathroom, Nick stumbled out the door. Behind her, the girls broke into quiet giggles. The bathroom? Fine, you're so mean, one girl said. She's probably going to drown herself in the pool now. As long as she takes off those disgusting shoes first. I literally think she has fleas. Halfway down the hall, Nick glimpsed a shadow on the stairwell. Someone was coming up. Nick's backtracked, opened the nearest door, and dove into the darkened room. After making sure the door was locked, she laid on the cool tile and cried as soundlessly as possible, scolding herself for coming with Jordan and wishing there was some way she could be alone in her own bed.